Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome in to episode 61 of the Dumb Marks Podcast, your favorite Saturday brunch bunch. The best four-man booth in the business is back at it again on this beautiful, sunny Saturday morning. 60 degrees in the berg today, man. This Pittsburgh weather, boy. It's on 60 yet. Joe knows how to fluctuate, man. I was just outside about an hour ago, and it was was in the 20s. Yeah, I was going to say it's 28 degrees whenever I left for work yesterday. It was... I'm just waking up. I got up about a half hour ago. So um, <laughs> I don't I think that's the first time I slept past 10 o'clock since my daughter was born 11 years ago. Um, what did you do last night? Nothing, man. The body just said, yo, you need sleep. Like <laughs> it's not time to get up yet. You got to you got to get this sleep in. Uh, long week, long week. Got a got a big big uh big exam on monday so I, i've been hitting the hitting the books hard and just yeah gotta had to had to sleep wasn't wasn't time to get up yet but i'm here i'm ready to pod see all you guys uh no nobody enacted a lesnar day that's good um so so we're back to a full crew today um so yeah what's up how's everybody doing everybody good good yeah yeah okay. yeah uh-huh. long week for me too I, I was in Orlando last week for work, and then this week, um, family went out of town, so just been busy at work because of that. So, oh. nice, yeah, nice, nice. I caught that new Legends of the Hidden Temples for the adults. Oh man, that shit is trash. Uh, I forgot it was on. Yeah. That shit is it trash, is good. man. It's garbage for yeah, real. It, yeah, it's not good at all. Mm-hmm. The only part I liked about it, whenever Olmec was going through the rooms in the temple. And he did a shrine of the silver monkey, and he was like, "Can somebody put this damn monkey together for a change?" <laughs> well, they they rigged they rigged the they rigged the kids game so that they they couldn't complete it because the show was on such a budget that mm-hmm. they couldn't afford to give away the prizes. So if you look back at the kids, all the kids episodes, there was only like three, maybe four teams that actually put the monkey together and won. Because of how tight the budget was, so they rigged the game back in the day for the kids, <laughs> made it more difficult. Yeah, I think I uh, they said a total of fifteen teams won total out of that whole kids run. That's terrible. It. <laughs> terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. All right. So are we are we starting off the podcast with a swerve today, brother, brother. We we get we getting in. I saw I saw um, Chris. You were interested in a little story time this week. Posted a little question out there on social media for for the the Dunmark listeners to chime in uh, and, and give us their worst dates. What was it? The worst first dates or just worst date period? Worst date period. You know, if it was first, first date, date period, you know, talk about if it was if it was any date, you know. And I and one of the things I said was I all I want to hear is a story where someone had the worst first date possible, but yet it ended with. And we've been married for ten years. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> I did uh, not get that. <laughs> no, as I say, mo- most uh, really bad first dates. Like that's a Hallmark movie script right there. That that doesn't turn into uh, real life. If the first date's trash, you're probably not getting a second. Yeah, this is true. Um, so I, I got. I'll just share a couple of them. Um, one person posted about. 22 years ago, a co-worker that we're just going to call Ralph asked me out by bringing a dozen peach roses to, to work in front of everybody. Of course, I had to accept. We made plans, got a phone call before asking if I could pick him up. I had no idea he didn't drive. 
So upon my arrival, presented he presented a red rose. They went to dinner. Ralph informed her that uh, have whatever you want on the menu. And she goes, um, I planned on it. <laughs> but when, I, when she ordered a drink, uh, she goes, he asked that the check be split because he only counted on paying for the meal, not for the drinks. Uh, they went to dinner at just a regular casual restaurant, nothing too expensive. Uh, later on, you know, uh, he showed pics of the ki- of his kids that he's not allowed to see. <laughs> uh, so then they had plans to go to a movie afterwards, and they, whenever they went, they went to like a local place that you know isn't like kind of like one of the budget theaters. Um, but, he, but he was like talking about like how he got them VIP tickets for the theater. So they go and they go in their reclining seats, and he puts his hand on her leg, which she completely grabs by the wrist and throws it back at him. <laughs> and she said that. Uh, I told him uh, that everything at this point had just annoyed her. She was ready to go home. Uh, so all she did was she paid for the, the VIP tickets and uh, took them took him in the car, took them home, and then uh, she dropped them off. So a few days later, I guess he, he worked with her, and he ended up going to her house again, even after the whole date was bad, and goes into her, I guess he had been drinking the night before, he goes to her bathroom and pukes all over the place which is why he's called Ralph in the story. <laughs> so needless to say, even though she worked with him, that was it. There weren't any more dates. So this, this dude, <laughs> stalker vibes. <laughs> Not so much stalker vibes, but this, this dude, he, he pretty much, you know, uh, coerced the first date because he showed up to work with, with, with a dozen peach roses. And first off, who goes with peach? Like, if you're going to go with flowers, like, you know, peach is, is, a, is an yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he was up online researching what, what color of roses <laughs> is to ask people out on a first date. Um, Maybe the roses were peach in his neighbor's yard, and he just started clipping them. <laughs> so he, so he you shows up. You don't show up with red roses? That's too serious. Yeah. You don't show up to work with roses. Don't shit on peach. No, I'm not sure. Oh, no, 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 listen. No flowers at all. That's 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 the wrong. First off, that's the wrong way to go about it. All right. <laughs> Second off, he doesn't drive. This sounds like a Jason move. Like he peach roses, <laughs> doesn't drive, split the check. Not, not, not intended on paying for drinks. <laughs> this guy. Are you sure this ain't Jason? It's my mo. <laughs> Damn, kind of oh. deep already this morning. <laughs> I had to, I had to get a jab in on him early. You know what I mean? Like I had to set him up because I plan on knocking him out later on in following segments of this show. Um, I wonder at the movies, like when he tried to put her hand, um, his hand on her leg. Why didn't she just get up and leave? He couldn't drive, so you drove to the theater. You were annoyed by that together. time. Just get him. Yeah, <laughs> and, she, and she bought him movie tickets too. And he paid for them, but she ended up giving him the money at the end of the day. And then, like, the, the randomness of, so that was the end of the date, and then a couple weeks later, house. he ends up at her house and pukes in her bathroom? Like, yeah. why would you even let him in the place? Just, there's a, there's, yeah, there's a lot of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't there's, a lot of there's a lot of fault on both sides of that story there. <laughs> um, 
All right, we got one more here that I'll read off. <clears throat> so this one says her favorite is a guy asked me out to a steakhouse, which she says steak is her love language. Anyway, he comes to pick me up in baggy jeans with holes in them, a stained oversized white shirt, and asks if that she can drive. Red flag. So there's <laughs> there's two stories in a row where the guy asked them to drive. So those are the red flags there. Y'all gotta get your license, man. Like you can't be, you can't be out there representing the guys I guess without license. Yeah, bus passes. I guess that works. But <laughs> uh, she goes. I said sure, even though I was confused. We get to the steakhouse, get our table, order drinks and nap. We aren't talking much. I feel like he was a completely different person. Red flag. But I wanted to be nice and make the most out of it. So we ordered our meals, and when I get them, he goes, "I don't have my wallet." Red flag. Um, okay, I honestly don't mind splitting a bill on the first date, but definitely don't want to pay the whole tab. So I end up paying for everything. As we're driving back to back to her house, uh, she asked uh, why he wanted her to drive. He said, I didn't have enough gas money. Um, so she goes, red flag. He then tells me that he doesn't have any money and he didn't forget his wallet. He just couldn't pay for anything. Red flag. So instead of rescheduling our date, he decided to be a scrub. And she never asked for a second, or, and he had the nerve to ask for a second date. She goes, I'll always wonder what happened to him. I had nothing to say. <laughs> and again, I don't right know. Like, like, maybe I was, I was, you know, we're all about the same age. I don't know what, what you guys were told or taught growing up, but like, <clears throat> It was always, hey, if you if you're going out, you're you're to the first date, like you're gonna pay, right? Like it wasn't never, you know, let the girl pay and that. But that's, I guess, it's old school thinking, right? Where nowadays it's like, all right, well maybe we'll split. I'll pay for my stuff, you pay for your stuff, whatever. I don't know. I have I haven't been out on a date. Like I've been on a date with my wife, but I mean we've been married for ten years. You know what I mean? So like that's different. Like I don't know nowadays, you know. If, if it's more like 50-50, people split, whatever. But, like, as the gentleman in a situation, like, I think you would want to pay for the date. Like, I, I had a buddy a buddy of mine, his son went out on a first date. I saw he, he posted about it online. But, like, and first off, dating now is expensive. Like, the, the, the money that ran that he ran off on this first date, I'm like, yo, we – we might just be going and grabbing like coffee and a bagel because I'm not dropping 200 on a first date, you know, as a teenager, but that's crazy that y'all are out there fronting. Like, yo, you, I need you to drive. I don't have a car. I don't have gas money. Actually, I don't have no money at all. Like what are y'all doing out here? Yeah. Especially if you're the one who approached them, like have your cards lined up. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, don't don't give me. Hey, the confidence level is on a high. If you know you're broke <laughs> as shit and you're still going out there, play you know, player, uh, getting first <laughs> dates and everything else, like, all right. And you know, the baggy jeans with the holes in them. Depending, you know, this was however many years ago that might have been in style. I'm not. Gonna, that wasn't style. I'm not, so I'm not gonna fault him for the jeans, but the stained white tee, like, yeah, you gotta you gotta come up better than that, man. Like. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> J, 
Yeah, I'm you've been silent. The worst stories out there. I'm, I'm, I appreciate the people that chimed in with these stories, but I can only imagine some, some people that didn't chime in with their worst ones. Jay, you've been silent. You you don't got nothing to say during during the this segment here with the stories. Not really. I mean, you, you're reading off people's dates. <laughs> Have you yeah. had a bad first date experience? Uh, first date, no. I've had a bad experience. I've had, I've had a bad experience. Since <laughs> so much a first date, but you got you guys ever had to take the walk of shame? Did no. not know it was the walk of shame. No. no. Uh-uh. All right. I'm going to put myself on blast right now. So <laughs> this was, uh, I don't even want to say how long ago this was, but this was a really long time ago, right? Friends of mine were getting married. So wedding day, right? Getting ready to celebrate. Everybody's dressed up good. We're at the wedding. And, you know, you're single going to a wedding. You're thinking, okay, there may be possibilities here. Other, you know. Scoping around, seeing out who's who, what's what, this and that. Anything one leads to another. And, hey, got the hookup at the wedding, right? As a single dude, felt like mission accomplished, right? Next morning, get up, look around, realize what happened. Okay, you know, had a few too many drinks the night before, but whatever. It worked out. We both had fun. Was and uh on the on the nightstand? Was there what? Was there cab fare on the nightstand waiting for you? No, 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 no cab fare, no cab fare, right? So get up, get dressed, you know, brush my teeth and everything, whatnot. And uh, she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop in the shower," and, and that, you know, I got some stuff to do with my mom and whatnot after, after you know, the wedding and this and that. Um, I was like, "Cool, no problem," like you know. You have a good time, yeah. Do you have a good time? Yeah, it's great. Okay, good. All right. She's like, well, uh, you know, I'll 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 give you a call, hit you up. Okay, cool. So like get all my stuff, walking, walking out, waiting for the elevator to come. Elevator comes. I get in the elevator, I press the, the lobby floor, and as the elevator starts to go down, I'm like, it like it hits me, and I'm like, wait a second, she didn't ask for my number. She she don't know my number. Like, how's she gonna call me? Did she really just like kind of rush me out the room? Like, because <laughs> it's kind of a fast conversation. I got used. I got used. I had to take a walk of shame. Like, I got off the elevator and the head was down, and like there was a bunch of people eating at the continental breakfast. You know what I mean? And they all like looked up because when. We got a wedding with a group of people, you know what I mean? Like, they know what, what goes on without saying what goes uh-huh, on, right? Yeah. So, like, I get off, my head's down. I'm kind of like, wow, like, I can't believe this has happened. Like, you were at a hotel? Yeah. I thought you were hotel. staying? No, no, you no. Were, you were leaving no. number? <laughs> we went to a hotel, red flag number one. <laughs> no, the, that was, but that was, that was where the, that was where the, the, the hotel was where the reception was at. Like everybody was there. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. they had they had a block of rooms on two floors. Like everybody stayed. You know what I mean? But uh so get off, you know, and people were sitting there yeah, eating at the continental breakfast. Well, and uh <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people's heads poke up and they look and and it's just like like I just gave like the reaction, like I'm I'm taking the walk of shame right now. This is embarrassing. Like, I didn't even go eat. I just went and sat in the car 
and wait because I rode with a buddy, so I'm waiting for him to finish up eating breakfast. <laughs> and he he gets in the you car. He's, no, I didn't drive. Me and him weren't on a date. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> like, with a boy to the wedding. Nah, you but walk yeah, out that way. No, you walk out that elevator head high, boy. You'd be like, yeah, I hit. So what? <laughs> no, dog. It it completely threw me off. I was like, it was. Then I started questioning other things. Like, wait a second, was like I know I was I was a little drunk last night, but like, was I trash? Like, am I trash? Like, is it gonna get around that I'm trash? Like, <laughs> that my game, that, you know, that my game's not that strong. Like, what's going what's gonna happen here? Like, you know what I mean? Needless to say, never saw her again. No, no hit ups on Facebook. No, no nothing. She's like, wow, I got, I got like the roles. She completely ninjaed me, and the roles got flipped real quick. I got a question, and this is because of my cheap ass. Did you have a room at the hotel that you didn't use? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was my, it was my room. Oh, okay. So oh, it was so my she room. Out of your room. She keeps you out of your room. Me out of my room. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your room, she rushes you out. She need a place to stay. So I got I mean chalked it up as a learning experience, you know. Never never wanted to like yeah. Nah, you keep your head high. You come out that man, you come out that elevator like Vinnie Mac boy. <laughs> no, I couldn't like right in that head, like man, yeah, you know. I was hung up. I was hung over. It was still still kind of waking up a little bit. The fog from the drinks the night before was still and it, it was just like all these things were slowly unraveling before my own eyes. And it was like, wow. Man. You eat that oh, yeah. breakfast at the head of the table. So whenever you checked yeah. out of the room, did, was there any uh expenses on there that she charged the room? No, 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 nothing like that. No. No, I think there may have been a movie purchased or two, <laughs> depending on what movie selection you think goes on at that time of night at a hotel. But it was, yeah. But other than that, no. Right. So. Damn, yeah, kicked you out of your own room. Oh, funny. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anybody got anything else that's embarrassing and want to throw themselves out there? I mean, I'll step in front of the bus for the show. It's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> it's cool. All right. Um, Nothing like that, no. All right, do we have anything for Smash the Trash? Got a couple. Uh, not a whole lot this week. Um, we'll, we'll touch see. on the usual stuff in the intro on, on, on Final Thoughts if anybody got anything. Because um, I got a couple quick hitters for... For TV and movies that I can rattle off um, real quick, but okay. uh, Screaming Sicilian Pizza—they're uh, coming out with a new dessert pizza line. They got a s'mores pizza, and it looks like a cookie brownie pizza. Trash, smash! Anytime you give me like you know uh, ice cream pizza or or whatever, like the. Hershey ice cream cakes and whatnot. Like, yeah, I'm smashing all those. Uh, International Delight is coming out with a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory uh, fudgy caramel coffee creamer. Smash. Smash. 
Just as long as it doesn't turn me blue after I drink it, smash. <laughs> and this one, I'm excited for, but we'll see how it turns out. Um, we all grew up with Ecto Cooler. A couple years ago, it came back for the Ghostbusters movie. Well, there's Ghostbusters Afterlife about to come out. It's coming back, but it's going to be in limited supply. Um, <clears throat> right now, it looks like it might just be in theaters, you know, just to go along with the movie. Uh, doesn't look like it might not hit retail retail shelves yet, but we'll see if that changes or not. But hopefully it does. I'd rather I'd like to get my hands on some Ecto Cooler again. Smash. Yes, and smash. Yeah. And that's all I got this week. You didn't add in the cinnamon vanilla um, milkshake from Arby's trash. that I sent over. I forgot about that one. You said Arby's. It's trash. <laughs> Arby's shakes might, are the best shakes oh. out. We come with anything from Arby's. I'm saying trash. <laughs> got we might go do like just in rounds. Just do milkshake. Try those. Then the food. Then the chicken. You know, get you acclimated to Arby's. No oh, trash. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is that, that it? Steve. That it for Smasher Trash? That's all I got. Anybody else got anything? Nope. Nope. All right, let's get into get into the the bells and whistles of what is Bell to Bell. All right, this week in the world of wrestling uh, was a very interesting week, especially the last couple days here. Um, And as you can see, I have the BC initials there for budget cuts. Um, So that was the big story of the week. That was the big story of the week. Over over 18, I think 18 talents were released on Thursday from WWE after their quarterly um, conference call where they announced a 15% increase in profits over the, the past quarter. Um, they released 18 talents. There were some backstage people as well as uh, people that work in the Stanford offices that also got released. Um, prior to the releases on Thursday, I believe Tuesday, there was a story that came out that one senior executive, um, I think it was a senior executive of creative entertainment. Not sure what that role does, but he stepped down after 15 years of working with WWE. He resigned, um, and said that the, the place that he started at and worked at for the last 15 years is not the same place. So he gave his resignation and, and left, um, so yeah, all in all, 18 people. WWE alone in this year, just this year of 2021, has released over 70 talent. A lot of talent. Just wrestlers alone. Um but that tells you of, how bloated their roster was as well. I know this week was a lot of NXT talent that was released, but some some yeah. Some some a lot of NXT talent, but then the names from from main roster that did get cut were were um, I don't want to say shocking, but they were definitely head scratchers and kind of um, a question as to why WWE can't develop the people that they let go, especially this round of cuts. Um. So I kind of want to I kind of want to get into kind of want to get into your thoughts overall on the releases um which ones stick out to you and just trying to figure out or or understand like 
where they're going. What are they trying to accomplish? Because, yeah, Chris, like you said, the the roster, especially NXT-wise, they were just signing up everybody. And now that they're moving away from that, that quote-unquote indie talent um, and want to hire, you know, certain people from, from certain fields, um, just try to get a, an idea on where you guys think they're going conceptually whether or not you think it'll work and is there any type of red flag you see for them based off of what they're going with right now? Because I'm going to tell you right now, the first thing that, that I see based off of all this is that they don't care about the optics at all. They're truly operating as a fortune 100, 500 company, whatever type of company they are. And it's strictly black or red. And it's all about money. So as long as they get on the call and they tout a 15% profit increase, they don't care how they look like in the public's eye based off of all these cuts. I agree with yeah. that. I, I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah, when it's all about big business, it's all about the bottom line. It is. I listened in on that conference call the other day, which I try to get on each quarterly call. Um I don't understand the direction of this company at all. Like, at all. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of some of the moves that they're making, um, you know, internally and on TV. And I, I really think that this is, the company is being set up for something within the next five years. And this is just me guessing. Um, like, it just, Nikon has so much power in that company now. Like, like how? It, how did he come? To, how did he come in and get get the stroke that he got to use a know. to use a wrestling term? Like what? What? Because like you you look at the flood of releases and change of direction and everything else, and it's really been since the start of the pandemic, right? Yes, mm-hmm. they've released people year after year, and some of them are head scratchers and that. But as far mm-hmm. as like the mass exodus of releasing talent that started at the, around the pandemic time, right after, right after WrestleMania, whenever the good brothers and that, that whole big first wave got let go. Right. Yeah. Um, Year and a half now. Yeah. Year and a half now. And and you've, you know, if you tally everybody, it's probably close to 150 people just on screen talent wise. Yeah. And not everybody was on screen. There was a, a lot of people that were stuck in developmental that had been down there for a while in NXT and just didn't didn't catch on or weren't used or whatever the case may be. But we've had bigger names too that we didn't think would get released in in every single cut that they've done, but yet here they are getting released. Yeah. So I just don't understand how he came in and got the stroke that he got and what's what's the vision there to where it was like, hey, this is this is what we're doing. This is how we're gonna do it. Like you said, Chris, I feel like there's something, whether it's a sale to somebody, you know, if NBC Universal, if they buy whatever the case may be, like I have no clue. I can't even think of anything right now. Yeah, I there's only one man that can give up that power, and we all know who that is. Uh-huh. And he has willingly given up this power to this man for whatever reason. And you know, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I mean it's it's not it's not going well because if he's giving up all this power at, at uh, headquarters, 
you know, he should be focusing more on the TV product. And that sure shit isn't any better than what it's been the past few years. So it's like, I, it's just business as usual. Uh, I, I do believe Nikon was brought in to position the company for a sell because the people that were running the company before underneath Vince, you know, other than Stephanie and, and Triple H, um, the, the two uh, co-presidents at the time, you know, they had been there for years. And at one point they left last year because they just didn't see eye to eye with Vince anymore. And it let them all go. So you, you had two people that had been there for well over a decade, if not more, who just finally, they just don't see eye to eye with him. You know, I, I don't know if, whether that was they expected to to get higher in the company or, you know, get on the board or whatever. But, you know, he this guy comes in, he's he's positioning things in a different way. And I, I think it is for sale. I mean, within five years, Vince is going to be 80. Who knows if that means anything? You know, he could do this until 100 or more, but... I don't know. I I just keep looking at this and the whole thing this week after the call, especially, and people talking about stuff. I, I just see WWE becoming WCW. Just they're going to get bought out by a big corporation and that's going to be a horrible decision. That, you know, but that's because they're a publicly traded company. They they can be in that position to get bought out. And I, I just think that at some point when they get bought out, people are going to get put in control that shouldn't be there. Just like what happened in WCW numerous times it wasn't just once it was numerous mm-hmm. times in wcw and you know I, I don't know if wwe will ever not be around but it's just going to be a whole different company in the future but and on top of that like when you're when you're releasing everybody and every single round of releases you're touting budget cuts in the emails that you're sending when it's not budget cuts no it's not so like can we stop with the yeah, with the, the bs with the budget cuts like <laughs> It's just their copy and paste email format. Like, right. Right. So like, like yeah. I don't I mean, Jay, you Jay, you're the you're the increase. Uh, Jay, let me throw this out to you because you're the one that you're the one that's the 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 flag bearer for WWE the most on the show. And we give you a hard time about it. But we all love WWE. It's what we grew up on. Like, you know, um we wouldn't be upset over it if we weren't passionate about the brand. Is there is there a point where you as a fan see what they see what they're doing as far as this type of these types of moves where they're releasing mass talent, everything else, people that were there that you thought they could have been more with, whatever like is there a point where you see all this and you just go, I'm just not gonna watch anymore because it's just it's a poorly run organization? Or I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch anymore because they've messed up on so many talents that I don't have trust in them to get anything right. Me personally, no. So no matter what happens, I'd probably still tune in. Like it'd have to shut down for me to stop watching. See, I think I hit my breaking point this week. Mm-hmm. So where I'm not gonna say I'm, I this is too much though. I, like, like I'm not gonna. I, I don't think I've hit the point where I'm going to say I'm never going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. But like right now, I think I'm going to take a hard reset and like wait till the first of the year and tune in and get ready to kind of watch what they do leading up to the rumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because right now I, I just like, 
I can't get behind what they're doing. I have this I have this image in my mind this week, and I hope I'm wrong on this. Um, but just the moves that they're making and kind of hearing like how they're running the the new performance center and kind of running everything uh, down at NXT these days. You know, it's like it's rumored that things are cookie cutter. We've seen that with with how they do the announce team. You know, Michael Cole's down there and he does cookie cutter announcing. You know, everybody that comes out of his school just is, is just like him and it's the same over and over again, which brings nothing. And they're kind of doing that with they're trying to do that with talent in a way as well. Um the thing that But that's been the case for years. Mind. The WWE yeah, style been, has been yeah. the way for years. Like and we've seen guys off the indies come in and change their style to fit yeah. what WWE wants as far as a a wrestling match, you know, programming wise. Um, I I just going over and over again. I think what they're trying to position themselves on why they're doing this is for, if they do get, if they do sell at some point, I, I just keep going. Like it, it just keeps going in my mind. Like I think of the Harlem Globetrotters that they're a touring company, you know? So like, you know what you're getting every time you go see them in Mm -hmm. in a live event. Uh, Disney on Ice or whatever show they put on, you know what you're going to see. They're enter- they're there to entertain that live crowd. And it's so like, stop that's... right there. Yeah, stop right there. You said Globetrotters and Disney on Ice. What are those two focused at? What's Just their main audience? The kids. Right. And that's what I. That's that. That's why I constantly say WWE isn't for me these days because I'm not a kid. You know, it's like that's what they're geared towards, and they're not trying to entertain me. You know, it's it's they're. Does it entertain Vince, and are they getting the money from the kids? That's really it, and I, that's I, I could easily see Disney buying them up someday. I don't know if it, it will definitely be them, but because it fits what they're going with right now is kind of what fits their style. Disney knows how to how to market live events and do those kind of things, sell merch, and then of course there's there's the library there that could easily go on ESPN Plus or Disney Bundle or whatever. Uh-huh. So let's I mean let's let's take a look at, at some of the some of the names that were cut in and just like what a look I know not not everybody's gonna be a main event player, right? Yeah. You're not gonna have a roster full of main event players. You need people for every section of the card, right? Absolutely. You need and that's it. fine. That's fine. You need your jobbers. You need your lower your lower car people. You need your mid car people. And you have your main eventers. That's fine, right? Just like a team. <laughs> Just like a team, right? Uh-huh. You got to have role players to play along with the superstars. You know what I mean? Like, there's not many sports, probably basketball being the one exception, where you can just have superstars and be a really good team and, and win championships. Other than that, you need your role players. You need your people to to play their roles consistently each time they step on the field or court or wherever they're playing to have success. Some of the people in this last round of cuts that just got released, it makes no sense to me how you drop the ball on these people. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross. Ember Moon, Mia Yim, Nia Jax to an extent, but she's been on the main roster so long that you could kind of see what it is, what it is with her, right? Uh-huh. And I'll just these were the the five names that kind of stood out to me in this release as far as what they did. Nia Nia's an exception. I'll leave Nia to last because 
I want to bring up something that relates back to the optics test that I said earlier. We've talked about Keith Lee's run before. Two years ago in Survivor Series, he's arguably one of the hardest guys in the entire company, regardless of roster, NXT main roster, whatever. Gets called up, wins, wins NXT heavyweight championship. He's a double champ, NXT North American champion. Gets called up to the main roster, beats Randy Orton, and then nothing. And okay, I get it. Maybe you didn't have something planned out for him. But when you're calling somebody like that up who's coming off of a massive showing at Survivor Series and was in there with the top guy, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, and had the place going bananas for him, Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, okay, we need to have something in place for this guy. His size, his look, his charisma – Everything is like this is a prime guy that can be a, a main event player for a couple years. Yep. And it's everything that we look for. Nothing there. So everybody, so, everybody, everybody you named, once they started talking, I checked out. But then even have an opportunity. Personally. Like anytime, anytime Keith Lee touched the mic, I checked out. I love this in-ring. But just his 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 character, I checked out. Ember Moon was that, the same That's way. where I loved Ember Moon in the ring, but she just didn't connect with me, like character wise, promo wise. But look at look at how many opportunities they've had to connect promo wise or character wise. Keith Lee, they've tried three different, four different versions of Keith Lee, and then just released them. The last two versions, which we've heard him working stuff out on main event, was one, to become a heel, which we never saw, and then two, this Bearcat gimmick, which he came out on social media after his release and said, hey, not my idea, as was reported before. So you had him wrestle once on Raw as Bearcat Lee, and that was it, and then he gets released. So... You're doing these changes and whatnot, and yet you don't give these guys any opportunity to get it over. We constantly hear the creative has nothing for you, but if there's one man, and again, we always go back to him. If he doesn't believe in you as a character, that's it. So if he's if he's not invested or feels that he can't do anything to, to get you over, that's why this happens. But we saw and, with the Keith Lee doc, we saw with the Keith Lee documentary on what was that twenty four seven documentary on the network. I don't know if you guys watched it or not, but there's there's a there's a moment in that documentary where it's him and Vince backstage, and Keith Lee shaking his hand and thanking him and this and that, and Vince has his has his arm on his shoulder and he's talking to him and this and that, you know, and giving him the hey, you know, we we do see something in you, you know what I mean, like. I, I need you to, I need you to, to prove it to me, which is understandable, right? Like yeah. you got to prove to the boss that you can go and you can be a guy and whatnot. But how can you prove that when the boss is continuously moving the goalpost on you? AJ Styles said the same thing whenever he first got here. You know, he goes, I, 
I came out, I did a match. He goes, I thought it was one of the best matches I could do. He goes, I go in the back and Vince says, Hey, I got a whole locker room full of guys that can do that. He goes, show me why you're different. And then, you know, he just had to think about what he could do differently. He went out there, I guess, after a couple of weeks and Vince pulled him aside and said, that's what I want, what I want to see. And that's what he's delivered. And we but, saw what they've done with him since then. But look at how much time and opportunity they've given AJ. Yeah. And AJ's not the strongest on the mic, Jay, to go back to your no. point with, yeah. with promos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, but whatever, whatever Vince sees in him, whatever, however AJ adjusted his style or whatever, he, however he found the way to do that, you know, whether it was Vince telling him or whether it was him on the side doing it, adjusting to where he thought, you know, I guess he put in the work. I, I can't say that Keith Lee probably didn't put in the work. I'm sure he did, you know, for as long as he's been around the business and all the territories he's been in. And Keith is a, Keith is a little bit of a different scenario out of the names that I listed because there were some health issues involved mm-hmm. with him. Right. And, and maybe that had something to do with it. Vince lost me, faith in him with that. Same with right. Ember. She's a liability. Mm-hmm. Like but Ember, but Ember, Ember since coming back into NXT, which nobody thought she would wrestle again based off of the Achilles injury yeah. that mm-hmm. she had. Right. Like we were all shocked when she showed up and actually got in the ring and looked like Ember. Yeah. Um, because Ember, before her injury, you thought she could be, you know, she could be a champion on the main roster. Yeah. If not, yeah. like that, uh, if you have your your tier levels and and you put your your first tier, like Ember is definitely on that second tier level, mm-hmm. work rate wise and everything, mm-hmm. right? So like, mm-hmm. if she has the right character, finds the right groove, she has potential to jump up into that first tier every now and again when you need her, but she's a definitely a second, a, a strong second tier player. Uh-huh. Right. Me, but in her ring injury. And ring why she's up there at the top. And she's that type of Absolutely. talent too that can, that is what they look for is someone that can go out there and give you the same thing over and over again each week and still hit it out of the park each time. And, and still looks wise, Looks wise, she had a different look that made her stand out. Yes, uh-huh. based off of the hair, you know what I mean. Everything that uh-huh. like, like she had a different look. So in, the, automatically, she's outside of the norm. So she stands out because she's outside of the norm. So right there, she already has she has good aiming work and she has a great look. So as much as injury derailed her on the main roster. She goes back to NXT, has killer matches in NXT, and then it's all of a sudden, hey, we're going to take your tag team partner away. We're going to bump her up to the main roster. Um, We're not going to do anything for you NXT TV-wise. Have we even seen Ember Moon on NXT since Shotzi got called up? Yeah, she was on. Was she? In a match? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I forget who she lost to somebody. I think she lost to... uh... Did she fight Raquel? Ah, Raquel. Raquel. Some of these names didn't surprise me, especially in NXT, because of the new direction they're taking. The one NXT that surprised me, um, like Ember Moon didn't surprise me. I mean, I uh, wasn't happy that she's gone, because I think she should still be there, but Taya Valkyrie was the one that surprised me the most in NXT. Just... Because they haven't so, even used her there. So sidebar, we'll we'll, we'll bring this up now since you brought up Taya's name, Frankie Monet. There was um, 
a directive that came out WWE that they they only want to hire women that are 25 and younger. And not that age was the reason why Ty got cut, but she's she just turned 38. She's our age. Um so a lot of people online are speculating that she got cut because of her age. Okay. Wow. <laughs> but they 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 want to hire women that are 25 and younger because they feel that that's an area where they're lacking talent at and that also younger directive could help bring in a younger audience. And you know who we they have in charge of age. hiring talent, so you know he's going to go back to his normal hiring ways and well it doesn't help in many way because your women's division ain't doing anything <laughs> you what only the got company the... are they doing anything with yeah <laughs> the whole company is not firing on all cylinders right now so that was just a little sidebar that that came up around frankie monet yeah. i get it she she was one of the ones too where i'm like damn she just got there she got there like yeah. literally just got yeah. there like she shouldn't even be positioned as part of the old NXT. She didn't do enough on the old NXT. No. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're gonna get rid of all the old NXT people, but it's like you know, she she came in at the tail end of that. She's only yeah. been there for six months, if that. You know what I mean? Like, so that that that's the 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 rumor and innuendo surrounding her name. But I don't buy that completely because if you look at some of the other cuts, like there's women that are not 30 they got released you know what i mean like and from the the directive like i some people online were saying well that's like how can you not hire somebody based off their age that's discriminatory and this and that and everything else i don't think it's a hard stance as far as the company won't hire a woman over 25 Mm -hmm. but if their main purpose is to draw like 20 to 25 year old women because they feel that can help bring in a younger audience. And that's the direction that you're going with NXT 2.0. Okay. I can see that you're looking, I mean, every company looks for a certain skill set, right. Or purpose or uh-huh. what can attract customers and whatnot. But to just flat out say, yo, if you're older than 25, we're not hiring you. Like that's a little, uh-huh. That's a little excessive to, to put that out there as a directive, you know. Um, but yeah, Ty, I mean, Ty is another one where it's like character wise, the Ty Valkyrie character was one of the best characters in wrestling, women's wrestling across the board. She can go in the ring, she's wrestled around the world, she's been trained by Lance Storm. Like the, the girl's pedigree and resume is there, but yet you, you bring her into NXT. And at a time where you needed established names to help your NXT women's division because of call-ups that left and everything uh-huh. else, you chose not to do anything with her. Yep. Is there Which is the common like, thread with... Like, take her, like, who... Take Taya, who, like you said, her resume speaks for itself. Where would you like to see her go next? Well, we can... Well, hold on. I, I want to go... Before we jump into the speculation game, because there are some names where... I think we can go to speculation games, but to circle back to the, to the point I was trying to make, like, so Keith Lee could be a main event player based off of everything that he has in ring wise. We all agree on that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would have bought him. I would have bought into him in his heel gimmick. Yeah. But we so never got to say. see it. We <laughs> never got to see it. Right. Give it a chance. <laughs> Carrying cross 
Killer Cross on the Indies, one of the best characters coming into WWE from a from a fan base and everything else. Everybody else was super hyped to get into him. Whatever you think of his in-ring work, we can all talk about that. But just from the looks, looking at him, you say, okay, that's a pro wrestler. That's a that's a that's a heel. That's a guy that I can do something with. Everything that Vince covets, he has size, height, look, everything, right? Yeah. You bring him up after a two-year undefeated streak. You bring him up on a main roster. You have him lose to Jeff Hardy the first night. And then you have him do a character change where he comes out in a Spartacus Legion of Doom costume. For what? One match? Two matches? And he's off TV. Two matches and he's off TV. And then he's released. And you never so even again, believe that 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 little hook of his of being his wife. You yeah. know, you have well, you took have, his value away. You have the money person right there with him. And the money's in that. the duo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. None of you ever in the cross. I was I you know you I, never I, got I in the cross. I was never big I was never in the cross. I was in the scarlet. But I was into I mean, I mean I never was in the cross. I was in the scarlet, but I was into the both of them. Yeah, they did down NXT as their entrance and all that stuff. I was into that. I think that should have been a entrance on the main roster, and that should have been a money bought in to, You might not have bought into the, the the person like actually in the ring, but I think you would have bought into the entrance, and that would have been that wow factor that they're always looking for. Cross, cross in AAA, cross in Impact, cross in the Indies. Yes, the the it was Cross and, and Scarlet, right? But just focusing on Cross himself, the the creativeness and the character and and all that it was it was that um, natural born killer. They had the natural born killers thing going for them, you know, the Woody Harrelson and that like, and the the vignettes and the the short films and whatever that he put out on his YouTube channel, like all that stuff helped him cultivate an audience and all of it was really good. He put out a 59 second video that was more impressive than anything WWE did for him on the main roster as in, in his entitled run after he got released. It was 59 seconds. And you watch it and it's, it's literally all it is is just drone shots through a graveyard and music playing and beats and everything else. And then like his logo flashes a couple times. And it goes off and it's like, why couldn't that be a 59-second vignette on Raw before you bring him up that gets people invested? Because it had everything in it. Entering question, like, who is this? Like, you know what I mean? All the stuff that we liked about our vignettes growing up uh-huh. whenever they would debut a new character, right? They don't like doing those these days for whatever reason. No, because they got to show the sponsors. They did it with Zia Lee on SmackDown last night. They ran a, they ran the same vignettes for her that they ran for NXT with with the switch over to the uh, gimmick that she was doing with Boa and that. Okay. So again, it's it's getting called up to the main roster, completely changing everything about you, throwing you out there in the dumbest looking gimmick ever that just automatically crushes any credibility that you have. Oh, and by the way, before we put you in the ridiculous costume, we're going to have you go out there and lose to Jeff Hardy on night one, which completely 
discredits everything you've done in the past two years. So how are they supposed to get over whenever you're putting that in front of them? You were talking about the, the, the 59 second vignette. It was great. But if for any reason, if he ever pitched that to creative or to Vince or anything, that could have been his the writing on the wall for him. Because if there's one thing they hate is whenever talent gets themselves over, they want to be the one to get the talent over. But um, if, if Vince, if Vince likes when people stand up to him and Vince likes when you don't back down from him and you in a respectful manner, right. Uh-huh. But you show him, Hey, this is what I want. This is why I want it. This is why I think it'll work. And you present that 59 second vignette to him that he put out on his social media. Not saying that Vince is going to automatically run with the exact video, but maybe Vince looks at it and goes, okay, I see what you're doing. Let me, let me think about it and come up with what you gave me and see how I can and put it into my vision for you. Vince has done that throughout the years with talent. We've heard the stories across the board with, with talent going into Vince. No. So that is an issue. Like if you listen, like Stone Cold will talk about this on his podcast. I know. And some other shows have talked about it where during the attitude era, these guys were a little more stern where they would like Vince would come to them with ideas or creative would come to them with ideas and they would say, no, I'm not doing that. And apparently there's not as much of that these days. And well, the one person that there was a lot with that with got, got let go because Vince, it, Vince didn't like it. And that was Bray Wyatt. No, it's come out this week that Bray was, was very vocal about his creative and was very vocal with Vince and other people and creative and whatnot regarding the direction of his character and what he thought was right and wrong and everything else. And it got to a point where Vince just completely soured on him and, and it turned into, no, I don't, I don't even like you anymore. So we're going to let you go. I think he's, so you got to know how to, you got to know how to walk the line with Vince, which I I think he's grown as a different type of person, Vince in the past 20 years, because I think he's so used to having the yes men. Because I remember whenever Triple H was the world heavyweight champion and they were like went with evolution and everything. They were just shoving Triple H down your throat every week on Raw. And they let Pat Patterson go for a while because Pat Patterson went to Vince and said, this got to stop. You know, like you're, you're using him way too much, like too many segments. You know, it's not the Triple H show. We need to do something different. Vince was just like, nope, this is what I'm doing. And Pat got released because he stood up to him. And just like, I think he's just so used to hearing everybody tell him how great he is. And it's just an ego thing. So Cross and Lee both get called up. Both don't have, both have everything changed about them. They got them over in NXT, right? Uh-huh. Mia Yim in NXT was involved in bangers. Her and EO's match was insane. Like it was one of the, the best women's matches I remember watching at that time. Everything else, you bring her up on the main roster, you change her name to Reckoning, you put a mask over her face, but everybody knows it's me and him. And again, no chance to get over. Then she goes away, is off TV for months, months. And then you draft her to Raw in the draft itself. A name on the graphic, right? She wasn't a free agent that they did the bullshit signing afterwards, whatever. No, she was an announced name on the graphic. Uh Uh-huh. Doesn't even debut on Raw after being drafted and then is released. So how is she supposed to get over whenever 
She's not on TV. She's not on TV. And the few times that she was on TV, she's in a mask is reckoning in one of the worst angles and gimmicks that we've seen. You think that she was released maybe just because they released Keith? So now what WWE is releasing couples? I mean, they released Scarlett and Carrion, and they released the two of them, which makes me think if if Taya was on was on the main roster, you know, because she was in NXT, I think that's why she got released. But if she would have been on the main roster, I, I wonder if she would either still been safe because of John, or if they both would have got released. I think Swerve and Jessica May is a, a couple. No, Swerve and BFAB are a couple when BFAB got released. BFAB? That's what I saw. I could be that could be misinformation. Don't hundred percent quote me, but that's that's what I saw. That's what I saw, and I think listening to the Greca and then when busted open, they they said that too. Um, but are they are they like a legit couple? Like are they married or are they just like together? Because there's a difference. I, in WWE. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they're actually married or not. But <laughs> but B Fab, we are B is an interesting one because we all know she's not in ring ready, right? Yeah. We all said that after she had that match, right? Yeah. But presentation wise, for the group wise and everything else, like the opening line of the music is is her, her voice, <laughs> and she adds she adds to the presentation. Like, I heard it was removed. Is that true? Yeah, I, we'll see. Okay. So they did take that out. Mm-hmm. They took her out. Wow. So they, <laughs> so they they took out the best, probably not the best part of the of the entrance music, but they took out the part that everybody that would sing along in the audience. <laughs> and it just signed her to a new deal. I it's just to me it's yeah you would have she would have had to have been if she, she was on the main roster. Yeah, they signed her to a new deal next week. Cut. To me, Jay, and this is to circle back to what you said, Jay. As far as you didn't buy in. The names that we mentioned, you didn't get a chance to buy in. You didn't have you didn't have time to buy in. They changed up so many things. I didn't buy anything on NXT. You weren't in the Keith Lee in NXT. In ring, yeah. Once he started once he started talking, I was out. I just hated his whole his whole tone and cadence and. It just didn't connect with me. But tone and cadence is something like, that could be worked on. Like somebody you said, he had, that, uh, he had that Lenny Poffo, Damien Sandow type delivery, intellectual type. Okay. And it that just didn't fit your your character, your 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 persona, your build. You know. Tone and cadence is something that you could change and work on. If that's what a disconnect is. I feel like that was all with him. But the 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 if Keith Lee walks into a room, do you notice him? Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah, like he just walks into the room. You know, like to me, Keith Lee is a guy that has a presence. I mean, he walks guy. into a room and you you know I'm not talking, I'm not talking about stature. And, oh you no, know, you're a big guy. Any anybody else walking this? I mean, you uh, there's no Nobody has a presence unless you're female to me. Like nobody's gonna be like, oh shit, no. If you're a dude just walking by, unless you're tall or big, that's your presence. 
That 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 could be a, that, that's a WW that's a that's, that's a, just, no, no, that's, no, a that's, that's a corporate that's a corporate that's just me though. Like who walks in and has a presence? I There's do. mad people that walk into a room and have a presence, dude, without saying anything. <sighs> no. So and I'll I'll kind of agree with you, Jason. I don't think for me I wasn't ever completely hooked on Keith Lee. You know, I didn't I liked him. I liked him in the ring. Definitely. Um, yeah. Didn't like I wasn't a huge carrying cross fan, but I didn't mind him. Like I thought he had the look to be a WWE superstar. I might not have thought either of them were future WWE champion, mm-hmm. but I could easily i I could easily see Keith Lee as Intercontinental Champion, US Champion. Like to me, he's not just a jobber that they could just push aside like mm-hmm. this. I think he should have had a, a spot on the roster. Same with Carrion. I agree with you. So, hold on. I want to make sure I get this. I get this right, and then because this is this is regarding the the last name that I brought up, uh-huh. and that's Nine Jax. That one was my biggest surprise, just because of her being part of the bloodline. Yeah, that was it. Sorry. When do they ever get rid of anybody in that family unless they did something wrong? So Nia Jax, Nia Jax has been off TV for a couple of weeks here, and she's been off TV since the incident with Charlotte, right? Uh-huh. So she gets released. A whole bunch of stuff comes out about Nia, right? And there was a lot of saying that her and a couple other talent were released because they weren't vaccinated. And there was a narrative being pushed and everything else. So Naya posted, which Naya rarely like actually posts personal stuff. If she posts anything at all, she's not that active on social. So to me, this is her. I like this is her being completely honest from what I can read into the situation. But she posted that I usually keep my personal life private, but yesterday's reports leave me with no option to clarify the matters. I recently took a short leave of absence from WWE for a mental health break. I've been working through so much more than I want to share. So I took some time with the full support of the company to take care of myself. Earlier this week, WWE sent me my schedule to return to the ring for November 15th show. I asked for an extension to my mental health break, feeling that I needed more time and hoping I could have the ongoing support of the company that I've worked for the past seven years, never got a response. The next I heard was that I was being released. My vaccination status was never mentioned and I wasn't given choices or options. It breaks my heart to be so abruptly let go without any consultation when dealing with so much privately. And then she goes on to say she loved her career at WWE. She's going to take time to process the loss of not being around the company and coworkers and everything else. So if Nia Jax was given time off due to a a mental health situation where she needed time to focus on herself, and we've seen this in in sports with Calvin Ridley coming out from the Atlanta Falcons wide receiver, taking time away from football for a mental health break, and that's something else that I want to bring up in sports that really agitates me based off a take that I heard. Um, Had an improved break from the company for mental health reasons. They sent her a schedule to return for the 15th. She asked for an extension. Doesn't hear anything back. Nobody calls. Nobody talks anything over. And then she's released. 
how like optically back to my point how do you look at that and say okay this is this is a company that I want to watch and support because they're taking care of their talent like if you're if somebody's struggling with mental health and you've and you know about it and you approve time off for them and you come back to them and say hey no, here's your schedule for November 15th, this and that. And the person, and we know WWE does a lot with their talent as far as drug rehab and everything else. And those stories are well documented. And help Mike Bennett's entire run in WWE, he was in rehab getting himself right. And the company was there and supported him and everything else. And he thanked them whenever he got released for saying, hey, if it wasn't for you guys, I don't know where I would be or even if I would be around. Like mm. coming to WWE, regardless of what you think of my run, oh. like, they helped save my life because they worked with me so much and allowed me to go to rehab and get myself clean and everything else. How do you like, I don't want like, how do you let somebody go in that situation? And optically not think this is going to have backlash from my, our fans, from our audience, whenever, in 2021, mental health is such a thing, and it, the scope on it is is so big, and we're learning more about it each and every single time. And there's a lot of professional athletes in other sports that are speaking up about mental health for the first time ever. There's retired players that are doing a lot for mental health, like Brandon Marshall with the I Am Athlete and everything else and and, and all that, that that he's doing over there with his platform and, and podcasts and everything. Like... But, but then you get people like Ben Simmons. So do you think Ben – who's using to, it? Just not to play for the Sixers. So that, that – so. Right. You have the flip side of that coin where mm-hmm. you think, okay, that's that, – you're using that as an excuse. It could it mm-hmm. could read looking into it, right? But ba- based on the I'm, – I'm only looking at this specific person yeah. in this specific mm-hmm. situation based off of everything that she's done habit wise and everything else and how she, how she is social media wise and everything like looking at her specifically and directly, there's no reason for me to read this post from Nia Jackson think that she's not telling the truth. Yeah, I agree. So obviously me as a fan, whether I hate Nia Jax or boot or love Nia Jax, mm-hmm. you know, boot or whatever the case may be as a fan, it's like, okay, you have a, a, a person, a coworker, a talent that's struggling, you know about it. You approve mm-hmm. time for her to get it right. She asked to have an extension for however long she didn't give those specific details mm-hmm. to not even call her back, not even discuss it, not even see where she's at and then just release her. It's like, why would I want to, to tune put, you know, put your product on the TV whenever it's like, you don't even care about the people that are working for you. It, it reminds me of whenever talent gets injured and they release them too. Like I, I, the first thing that came to mind is just what you said, the drug and rehab and all that kind of stuff that they support that, but can't support her mental health. But it's like, how many times does somebody get injured? And then while they're at home recuperating, they get that pink slip. Right. And that was, that was more prevalent back in the day, whenever they yeah. were such a mom and pop shop that, you know what I mean? Like you couldn't afford 
rightly or wrongly, but it was like, all right, you're you're injured, and that's why guys grew up in old school business, like to protect their spot so much because they knew if they were off TV for any reason, that was which it. led into yeah. which led into the drug problems and everything else because they were they were coping with injuries and whatnot that they couldn't take time off for because they yeah. would get released. So they turned to drugs and everything else, which then started that whole, you know what I mean? Like the, the circle. Snowball for, effect. Yeah, that snowball mm-hmm. effect. That Once that first domino falls, it leads to all the other dominoes. But in this situation, it's like you have an established main roster talent who's been a champion, who's working through something that is one of the primary focuses across the board publicly from a from a health conscious st- state, so to speak, that all these other players and organizations and sports leagues and everything else, even businesses now, it's you know what I mean, mental health, and they're giving employees days off for mental health days. Like we we see companies announce that and made changes and everything else, especially since the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, which has only shed more light onto mental health. Um, to just go ahead and release the talent. It's like, why would I want to watch you? And it's not like she was a troublemaker, you know, outside of the ring or anything that we know of. No, and you can, you can talk about was that, you know, whether her in-ring talent, you know, her style. Right. In-ring work, you could say, you know, you can, you can argue that wasn't the best and that, you know what I mean? Like, but without Nia Jax, you don't have Becky Lynch. Yeah, that's very true. If it's not for that, if it's not for that quote unquote botch mm-hmm. where she not this, whether she meant to do it or not, but if it's not for that punch in the face and the bloody nose, you don't get, you don't that, get, iconic. The, you don't get that iconic picture. and You don't get the man coming up to the, the spot that she's in now. Mm-hmm. Right. When everything happened with her and Charlotte in the ring shooting on each other during that match. Everything that came out report-wise was that the entire locker room was behind Nia because she stood up to Charlotte. There wasn't a, a report or anything that came out about that whole situation that said that Nia was in the wrong for what she did. Yeah. So, again, it's, it goes back to optics for me. You're laying off all these people during the pandemic. You're releasing all this talent. And, yes, the roster was bloated, but you bloated the roster yourself by signing up everybody. Uh-huh. Because you didn't want anybody to go elsewhere. But now you have a philosophy change based off of who's come into the organization, like Chris said with Nick Khan. And now it's like, all right, just vote. No, Mass exodus. We're releasing everybody. One of the things that kind of came up to mind too this week is I wonder if they know that all these other companies can't bring everybody in, you know, that some of these guys are just going to work independence. And I just wonder if, are they releasing some of this talent that they want, you know, and know that maybe, Hey, a couple months down the line, we'll offer you another contract. It's going to be less money. They have who besides Selena Vega, who have they hired back after the cuts? That's the only one. Yeah, she's the only one. It's just yeah, it's just something that I thought. I wonder if that's the reason for so many of these cuts. If they're trying to save money for whatever reason. So I forget who asked this. 
I mean, they even brought in Harry have... Smith and didn't do anything with him. So they were paying him for absolutely one dark nothing. match, <laughs> one dark match, and then you released them. I think that I think I think it was Russo that put out is WWE still a dream job? And if I'm a talent and I'm looking at it optically at this point, after what's gone on over the last 18 months to you know almost two years, I would say no, I would rather go work elsewhere. I think it's subjective. We talked about this before. I think it depends on the person, what they're more into. I think if it's an athlete that wants to break into wrestling, I think WWE is the spot for them. If you're a traditional like indie wrestler, I don't see that being the dream job for you anymore, though. All right, real quick, Chris, since you brought it up, out of the names that were released, we'll play the speculative game, even though I hate doing this so so soon after releases, but who would you like to see go where and why? Let's let's start with Naya. Do you see her going anywhere? Like, or is she like a legit, do you, maybe she'll go into entertainment more than she'll go and continue on wrestling. I mean, she did modeling before she yeah. got into WWE, and that um, I don't. Nia, I, I I won't comment on Nia given her situation and what she's dealing with because I don't feel right speculating on somebody that's dealing with mental health mm-hmm. stuff right now. Okay, start um, with Taya then. To me, Taya, Medium, and Ember Moon all need to be signed in AEW. I wouldn't mind seeing Ty go go back to Impact. If I'm if if I'm a if I'm AEW, I'm looking at it as my not that my women's division is weak, but I want to I want to add and bolster my women's division. Those three would be three that I would add. Okay. That won't get the that won't get the well Ember. You might get the ex WWE signee, but. Mia and, and Taya, like to me, they don't have WWE Written seasoning on them mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, it's ex WWE talent. Like, no, you're bringing in Taya Valkyrie. You're bringing in the Triple A R, longest reigning, you know, longest reigning impact. Like, you're bringing in that Lucha Underground, like mm-hmm. that, you know. Um, and don't forget, MLW is trying to build up a women's division, right? So, I mean, Cro- there's, there's a cross there. Cross to me is MLW. Okay. I'd see him being the star down there. I wouldn't mind that. Does we we talked about this last week with this with this reimagination of what ROH is gonna look like in April. Does this help ROH at all? Is there gonna be an ROH in April? I, I believe there. The question. I believe there will be an ROH enable out of, out of wow. everything that Talents posted this past week from the final TV tapings that they did, um, which they finished up this week, which will lead into final battle, um, or death before dishonor. I forget which one is in December. Final, um, battle. final battle. So yeah, from everything that they're posting, everybody was super upbeat. Everybody went in and and did their job and killed it to the best of their abilities, and they they. They all sound positive that come April, whatever it's going to look like afterwards, there there will be something. Now, it can change over the next four to five months, but yeah. from what well, they've posted, it all seems positive that there will be. So are they feeling like they have a job 
come back around if they don't sign anywhere else. From what I saw from talent that I that that I followed on social media is I feel like yeah, there will be something there to where they'll they'll have that option if they want to go back. Which based optically on how they handled everything in ROH, I think talent would sign back to them. Now whether they, they do it where they switch it up and they sign like they do like um uh like a I don't want to say shoot by shoot basis, but it's, Hey, we're going to bring you in for this set of TV tapings and that, and lead you up to this pay-per-view and we'll pay you from this time to this time to do Mm. this shot and then move on and bring in another group of people. Like, so I don't know what what the impact does. Or was, was, was already uh, week to week. It's, it's it's kind of like how MLW operates MLW when court Bauer signs people like, when he brought in Leo Rush, he knew I had Leo Rush from this time to this time. I'll pay mm-hmm. you from this time to this time. So I'll incorporate so you. I'll incorporate you in my stories from this time to this time, and then after that, we'll do a story that writes you off, and you get out of here and go do what you want to do somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And and court has yeah. court has pretty much established that across the board in MLW for talent. He just did it with Tom Lawler. Tom Lawler mm-hmm. just left MLW and. They, he just had a casket match with Mill Muertes. That'll be the payoff and the send off for Lawler. So like he court does a really good job of that. And that's how court continues to keep his roster fresh with talent, mm-hmm. but also has his mainstay of guys too, that are there like Hammerstone and fought Two that are going to be there regardless. So, I mean, if RH goes to some type of that model with it, then mm-hmm. I can see it working where you're bringing guys and girls in. Uh-huh. You have a foundation of talent men and women that you sign that are going to be your guys. And then you bring people in like the old territory days. Yeah. Uh Essentially is what they're doing. That, that was the rumor about ring of honor was that they wanted to be more independent in their, in their style. So that's good. Yeah. Nice waves coming in and out, in and out, in and out. Scarlet. So say, say um, like, like did Braun sound anywhere yet? No, no. So what do you do with like a Braun, a Nia Jax, who were just straight up brought through the athletes turned wrestlers? Braun says he's not done. He's still trying mm-hmm. to. There was rumor that he was going to sign with Impact, but apparently contract negotiations fell through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Did you watch the Freda narrative too with him? No, I don't watch any of those. They're really good. EC3 is on to something, and Braun was on Busted Open, and then uh, I think a week later they had EC3 on or a couple days later. But, like, their idea for that and what they do with it, mm-hmm. I think that that's something as an alternative that can legitimately work for them. Um, because essentially it's like a, it's like a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they're bringing in certain people for certain – for, for just that movie. And Braun talked about how they're, they're writing the third and fourth ones now. So like, that's an alternative. That's like, are you going to get, you know, 70,000 people in arena to watch it? No, but like with you doing that on YouTube and everything else. And if you decide to like tour it, so to speak, is like a live Broadway show which is kind of like what they were talking about doing with it, like hitting up certain towns and just coming in, doing that particular story and touring around the country with it. I think you, you, you can make a, you can make, you can make it work for that. So like, that's something that's, that's different and outside the box that 
that guys can pop in, get their name back on, work that storyline for mm-hmm. however they're writing it, and then move on. So that like that's an option that, that they have there. They're disposable. Um, AEW is pretty filled up, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Especially from a men's side of things. That's why I said the women. If you're going to sign somebody, I'd like to see you sign women. And I brought up last week the only, not that, not that there's not other ROH talent to sign in AEW, but the only one that I want to see is the Briscoes in AEW. Just for the the the, the tag team matchups that I rattled off last week with it. So because they have I mean, so all many these, people down in dark and you know down yeah. there, so many. All these, people. All, I mean, all these people have ninety days. You know, except for Scarlett. Scarlett has a thirty day, and any and NXT, NXT talent, talent has a thirty day. Mm-hmm. But Scarlett, Scarlett posted yesterday. She's like, "I've been a free agent for less than twenty four hours. I just got a magazine cover, and now discussing potential clothing lines. We're about to have a lot of fun." Like she's she's been. She's talking about OnlyFans. Like she's she is hitting it and hitting it hard right off the bat. And good yeah, that smoke her. show yeah. following that she had before she went to WWE. Like yeah. everybody has been waiting for Scarlett to do whatever Scarlett wants to do. So like she's not gonna have any issues no matter what she goes into. No. Uh-uh. She'll be fine. Yeah. She'll be like how uh, Lana is. Keith Lee's the in, to me. Keith Lee's probably the most interesting because I think Cross Cross will fit in certain areas. He can go back to Impact, uh, like I said, MLW. Keith Lee, maybe I'd like to see maybe go into like a maybe do a little run in an NWA. Work on your mic work. That could work for him. The wrestling is there in NWA. He yeah. can go in the ring. They don't have that type of presence of a guy in NWA. So like, you know, maybe go in there. Um, he could easily beat uh, Trevor Murdoch, and easily see that happen. Uh-huh. And I mean, Lee was a big name touring around the world doing it. I mean, him and Walter had probably the best match, at, one of the best matches of the year a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. But yeah, so I know I know we didn't get into any real true in ring stuff this week. Um, I don't know if you guys want to hit any of that before we wrap up and get into drink of the week. Um, we got we got AEW full gear next week. We can kind of wrap up this week's stuff in that. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, just thought, so I know Jay. You said that you'd still watch Chris Donald. I know you guys were kind of in and out on on the the main roster product as is um, now, based off of what's gone on creatively and what you've watched on the show over the past, you know, six months or so, a little more, give or take. But is there anything that they would do based off of how they done that would just turn you off, make you not watch them? A la, like, like Donald, like you with the Pirates. Like, they're so, they're, the organizationally, they've been run to a point where, like, I don't care, you're not going to, like, you're not going to, until you prove it to me, I'm not coming back as a fan. The only thing for me that I can see myself watching WWE-wise is Roman's run. See what they do with him, and that's basically all what I watch SmackDown for anyway. Is for that because I don't watch Raw at all. NXT and man, NXT is about to get cut too because it's rough. I think people will still watch Mania though. 
Oh yeah, because that's like you know. I mean, no, I mean that's like people who don't watch the NFL yeah. who watches the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, they're, yeah, they're they're like, turn you off. Like, yeah, and like, I like I love the Rumble, so I watch the Rumble, mm-hmm. the Rumble of Mania. Yeah, of course I'll still watch that because when I took my six year break, I still watched the Manias. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the storylines going into anything, but I still watched them. But yeah, but like Raw is a turn off. Like I will never watch Raw again until something completely changes with that. NXT is about to get cut. It's not that I I, I just can't get into it anymore. And I'll Jay, keep watching. And I'll keep watching SmackDown because of Roman, like just Roman's parts. Jay, I know we talked about last week changing up the formula. They changed up the formula, and and I and it, and it still was, it still was the same thing, even though they did it differently mm. on Raw. So like instead of opening up with the in-ring talking segment, you you played the 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 recap package for Becky and Bianca and then you had them do backstage interviews before the match. So it was still a talking segment. You just moved it from in the ring to the back. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Like for right. me, I think it's more I'm gonna be I'll watch like Survivor series and stuff like that. But since the since the draft, I haven't watched any Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. I did watch Crown Jewel, but I'll, I might tune in for that stuff, but that's about it right now. I have no interest in adding seven hours back on my plate of their product. I don't know what it's, it would take. I, something needs to change on their product, but I don't know what it what it is that would get me back in. All right. That's it. That's all we got. That was Bell to Bell this week. Like I said, a little different talk. Um, I know we... We took up so much time with this. I know we were supposed to do our creative wrestlers um, based off of what we had. Maybe we'll table that. Maybe we'll we'll do a separate uh, little after dark for that because um, that'll I mean, be we'll add criteria. Uh, <laughs> maybe even harder. <laughs> that was the whole point. That was the whole point. Yeah, maybe we'll do that as an after dark. Maybe we'll get into that because that that would be a fun a fun topic to get into. We could we could Debate. you know just. Yeah. debate and just run over that so maybe maybe we'll do that um in the coming weeks or in the coming week or so we'll we'll hop on after dark and do and do a special with that so Sounds all good. right well that that's bell to bell this week let's get into drink of the week chug 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 all right this week's drink of the week segment what do we have here we have empire brewing company's black magic pumpkin stout so although we thought last week would be end of the pumpkin run we had one more to go <laughs> one more hey it's still still fall still works yeah. just we're not completely in the winter warmer area yet with christmas no we're not but this is a this is a scrumptious Creamy, roasty, six and a half point alcohol by volume stout. It is brewed and packaged in Ellicottville, New York. Um, does it say? Doesn't say. Uh, there's no breakdown on what's in it. Um, I like the can. Can's cool looking. Yeah. Um, hopefully, this hits better than. Um, you know, the Masters, the Trogues, Masters of Pumpkin that you guys oh. crapped on last week. Oh. Um, this is going to be room temp for me, but I haven't turned my heat on yet. So oh, good thing. what are you <laughs> doing? The British style over there, huh? No, I... <laughs> you see the text, and I was like, I'm not getting up. And I didn't. 
Have you been up at all? <laughs> this this smell this smells like this smells like a, a pumpkin pie in a glass. It like does, I'm getting yeah. straight pumpkin pie out of this. Smelling it. That's creamy. That's what she I said. feel like I'm I feel like I'm <laughs> It's one of their adjectives, okay, doll? <laughs> I feel like I'm drinking pumpkin pie. Yes. Like all all I'm missing is cool all I'm missing is cool whip or ready whip on top of this. Like this is God literally... damn. Why did you say that? I have pumpkin spice cool whip in the fridge. Oh. <laughs> you hey, you're always adding stuff to beer. You're all the there. You go. This is really, this is really good. I hate it, but I don't. Is that what you say all the time? No, I, I, I could have. I was just thinking, I hate this. So. <laughs> I hate all. I could even just dismiss. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm with you too. I hate all styles, but man, this is tasty. This is, yeah. So Jay, on on your ratings, is I would have another or not? Would Would you have another? If you gave it to me, yeah. I'm not reaching the cooler for it. If I spice it up with your uh, pumpkin spice Cool Whip on top, you'll you'll definitely drink it. Oh, definitely. You put you put that on. You put Cool Whip on anything. I'm I'm eating it. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you guys are in the wrong segment. That's this guy. Man. <laughs> he looked at that camera and he gave that anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. sumo scale one to five. Donald, what you got? I'll give this. Um, shockingly, it's it's a stout. I'll give it a a four point two. This is tasty. Damn, this this is good. I, I like this. I really do. Yeah, Chris, it's good. I mean, it, what how they describe it? You know, of scrumptious, creamy, and roasty. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, I think I'm gonna go three point five. I'll give it. A, I'll have another. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three seven five on this. Like I said, it, to me, it, it's literally pumpkin pie in a beer. Um, pumpkin pie as a beer, like that's in a stout. Yeah. yeah, in a stout. Um, that's um. I don't want to say that's the most pumpkiny. Like out of the out of the pumpkin beers that we've had, right? Like whole hog, take whole hog out of the equation because whole hog is, is separate <laughs> by itself. That's all. Yeah, but that that one that one to me the most has the the flavor profile that I enjoy if I'm drinking a pumpkin beer. Yeah, you know, Trogues last week was wasn't like wasn't that like I said it, it, I, the only way I can describe it is literally like pumpkin pie as a beer so if you guys like pumpkin pie I would highly recommend this beer if you don't like pumpkin pie then pass on it but if definitely you're a stout if you drinker and maybe pumpkin beers aren't your thing because you, you prefer stouts over the ales this is something to try yeah I would definitely scoop this up if you still see it out so that's a that's a hell of a way to go out on the on on a banger there with the pumpkins well yeah. done Chris Yes. Well done. Yes, very well done. Jeez. Yeah. Is- I'd buy this like this- next season. I will look for this again. Yeah, like I'm I'm mad. I'm I'm kind of mad that I only have one to drink right now. <laughs> like I wish like after the show I'd have you know I'd have a couple more in the fridge yeah. to just kind of like throughout the rest of the day. Um 
but yeah, this is yeah that that hits on all levels. So yeah, it's six that. and a half. It's something that you could, and I like the carbonation in there mm-hmm. too. So it's something that you can drink. I think a couple of them and be happy with that. Yeah, I'm not drinking a six pack because it is a stout and the yeah. the weight of it will will get too heavy. But no, if I if I have two two to three of those over the course of like hanging out and bullshitting and whatnot, like yeah, I'm I'm in all that. I think the carbonation helps with the stout, so it's not sitting in your stomach real heavy afterwards. No, that's a that's a that's a positive uh, yeah. review there for Jesus. for the black magic pumpkin stout, and Ooh, with that. Bad. Raise your cups, glasses, brown paper bags, shot glasses, red and blue so cups, whatever you're drinking with this week, and to good ships and wood ships and ships that sail the seas. The best ships are friendships, and friends will always be. All right, this week in sports was uh, mirrored by anything but sports. Um, the hot topic of the week was the Aaron Rodgers story, fiasco, debacle, however you want to label it. But that's literally what was being talked about the entire week. Well, at least since he tested positive on, uh, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, he showed up on Pat McAfee's show yesterday and and gave his side and, and explained himself and, you know, in a lengthy way. Um you know, if you want to go out there and listen to it and get his explanation for for why he did what he did and, and why he said what he said, you can certainly go out and listen to that. Um, it's out there on, on YouTube, on Pat McAfee's uh, YouTube channel. So go out there, watch it, listen to it. Um, whether or not you agree with him or disagree with him, that's your choice. I'm not, not going to uh, point one finger one way or the other, but that was definitely the story of the week. From that sense, um, it's just it's fascinating. Um, I listened to it live as he was on the air yesterday, and uh, yeah, a lot of and it sent the internet into a buzz yesterday, um, and it, a lot of it was, you know, hate or love, um, one side or the other, pounding in their chest. Um, I think the the only thing that I that I took out the 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 main thing that I took out of it, and this isn't just for this type of discussion, um, subject matter that they're talking about with vaccine or not vaccine and and whatever. Um, the one thing that I thought he said, which I think we need to do more of, which has been lost over the last ten to fifteen years, maybe probably since social media like really took off. Um, Nobody has a conversation anymore. It's you're right, I'm wrong. This is why I'm right. This is why you're wrong. You're wrong, I'm right. This is why you're wrong. This is why I'm right. Nobody talks and listens and and goes into a conversation about anything anymore, regardless of how divisive the subject matter is. It's all it's always this opinions, correct? Yeah, it's always the stance of right or wrong. And that's where I think why we've gotten to the point where we're in um, coming from a person who was always right. <laughs> well, with one got to go, I am always right. No, not you. You too. It's different. 
What am? <laughs> that's 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 different. Uh, no, but I mean, like, you know, the the art of the conversation has disappeared yeah. in this country in general. Just, I mean, from text messages to 140 characters on social media. You know what I mean? Like, and whether or not it was as as prevalent as we see it now years and years ago, who knows? But I think like more people were willing to have an open discussion and debate about things and not just doing it to prove I'm right. You're wrong. You know, we see the meme all the time of the guy sitting in the chair at the table with the sign, whatever sign people make up. And it's like, it always ends with change my mind, Mm. like willing to have the conversation to change Uh my mind. And just because I believe something and you believe something and those beliefs may not line up and we may not agree on it, but if we have the conversation, we could walk away to where, all right, I see what you see uh-huh. and you see what I see. Like I'm, I'm not here to change your mind. Like you're going to believe what you want to believe. But if we have the open discussion, at least like there may be things that are said to where I go, okay, well that's, I found that to be interesting. Let me go, let me go figure out, why that is or look into something more you know what i mean like it's not just we're going to shout and spout off our views to fit our narrative to be right and that's it and we all walk away and nothing gets accomplished yeah that's where compromise come into place i personally think it's just because people get keyboard tough and keyboard warriors what yeah (laughs) those twitter tough guys But yeah, no, I mean, that was the biggest takeaway from it. So I know this is a sports segment and this isn't really a sports conversation, but that that to me was the biggest thing. Like, you know, like be open to having a conversation. The best conversations are the ones that are uncomfortable. And you guys are you guys are single and, and me being the only married guy on the panel right now. It when you're married, like you uh, you're forced to have those uncomfortable conversations at times because there's a lot of things that happen that you may not agree with your partner on, but you, in order to work through to, to stay together, you have to have uncomfortable conversations. Everybody and Donald, breakups yeah, happen you, for numerous reasons, but you constantly hear a lot of people talk about it was the, the breakdown of communication. Right. Uh-huh. And that's the, that, that's the number one thing we, we lack the ability to communicate with each other, not to communicate as in to prove why I'm right, just the lack to communicate to express why I feel the way I feel about things. Yes. Mm-hmm. You Re- have to break regardless of out. subject. Yeah. Regardless of subject matter. Yeah. You yeah, know, that- it could be, it, yeah, it could be turkey and stuffing versus, you know, chicken and waffles, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's for mm-hmm. everything across the board from the most serious of conversations to the dumbest of dumb. Yeah. Um, you know, like I always say, just, you you can't see the light through a wall. You can't, so you have to break it down to see something. I see through walls. There's okay, Donald's Superman. Sure. <laughs> okay, Superman. Yeah. And so, that's yeah, what so the that problem was, is within the country. Yeah, yeah. And tell the people not Washington D.C. that, but that's another subject. <laughs> see, there you go. Now you'll now you'll start the arguments. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so that was just my takeaway, but it's out there. You know, it is a it is a, a prominent sports figure. Um, so, yeah, you can take it with with what you deal with it. Um, 
so that was kind of kind of the big discussion there. Um, the Braves won the World Series. So shout out to Atlanta. First time in 25 years that they won a championship. You can tell they haven't won a trophy in 25 years because the buses were driving 30 miles an hour through the parade route. <laughs> looked like Keanu, looked like Keanu Reeves in speed. He was like, you got to stay above 50. Don't go below 50. They were flying through the parade route. It's like, yo, can, can, can you slow down to where I can get a picture? You know, you know, back in the day, whenever you had your, you had your, your click camera, and then you uh -huh. went to take it to get the film developed, and you didn't know what you were going to get, right? <laughs> take the picture, and you don't know if it's going to be a good picture, if it's going to be blurry. You don't know what's going to be in the in the in the camera lens. Like you had no idea. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I don't care if you have an iPhone seventy four. You weren't getting a clear picture of people on that bus yeah. because they were flying through the parade route. They had the action shot. <laughs> you got to go with the with the motion. Steve's dating us for our young audience out there. We used to have disposable cameras and had to wait days for a picture. Yeah, I was just like, yo, Keanu, hit the brakes, man. Let somebody get a picture. Like, slow down. So, yeah, so the Braves won. Baseball's over with. Um, that that wrapped up there. Football, obviously, big slate. The, the big thing this week was the announcement of the first college football playoff came out. Oh, Donald, man. I know, I know you wanted to touch on this. Oh man! If so, Cincinnati... so we had, so <laughs> we had, we had, so we had Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, <coughs> Michigan State, and Oregon, Michigan, Michigan State at three, yeah. Oregon at four, Ohio State was five, Cincinnati was six, and that's where <coughs> come, comes into play. First off, um. This the, the, I don't want to say they did this in a way to get people to talk about it, but they did it in a way to get people to talk about it. The first <laughs> yes. one doesn't mean shit. It doesn't matter at all. There's so many between the games that are lined up the next three weeks. All this stuff is going to sort itself out because of who plays who when, right? Uh -huh. um, so, yeah, like you have Ohio State and, and this is did they get the top four right? And you're asked week one of the of the bracket. Did they get the top four right? And if they got the top four right, were they seated correctly? I say myself, no. It should have been for me, it would have been Georgia, Cincinnati, Michigan State. I have a Alabama. question. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. If Cincinnati walks into a room, do they have a presence? They do because you know why they're eight and zero. <laughs> They've also finished the regular season undefeated two years in a row, and we we all loved it. Test. It did. It then they all. Then they always say, "Oh, what did they do the last bowl game? They lost to a Georgia squad by three points." And they always say, "You have to work your way up from the other five. You, oh, man, you got to build years before you can do this." So Cincinnati is by far the, the highest ranked team out of the non-power five since they've done the college football playoff announcements, right? They, they come in at six. There's never been a team ranked that high. Um, they beat Notre Dame in South Bend. That's Notre Dame's only loss. Notre Dame's number 10 in the country. Yes. Um, they haven't looked great the last two weeks over Navy and Tulane, which between the two of them, I believe they only have one or two wins. Um, they only beat Navy by seven to lane hung around way too long. Um, 
So when you're outside of the power five and you have the win that you have over over Notre Dame, which is Notre Dame's only loss and Notre Dame should finish 11 and one. So that'll help bolster Cincinnati a little bit. But to Jay's point, you got to have style points. You got to be blowing these other teams out the water. Regardless of whether it's right or wrong. Listen, to me, I think you line Cincinnati up against any one of those top four teams, and it's a ball game. I don't think they get dog walked by anybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe Georgia this year because Georgia's defense is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh-huh. you know, arguably, as the season plays out, we'll see, but it's arguably one of the best defenses in college football history, yeah. Yeah. not just this year, but in, in all of college football since they've been playing college football. Yeah, their shot um, offense is down. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, listen, Michigan State deserves to be in the top four. They just beat yes. Michigan, which was the sixth-ranked team in the country at the time. Uh, according to the AP poll, they were down 30-14 to 14 and came back and won that game. So, like, yeah, that's a big-time win, big-time comeback. Um, we'll put you up there. You'll, sor- you'll sort your way out because you still have to play Ohio State and Penn State, uh-huh. right? Um, Oregon. Went into Ohio State and beat Ohio State at the Horseshoe, which to me is probably the most impressive win of the year. And then they lost to a Stanford team that's not really good. They were down thir- – Stanford was down 38 nothing at halftime to Utah last night. So um, I don't know if the Pac-12 has enough strength throughout the Pac-12 to keep Oregon up in that top four throughout the season. And all their tough games are coming up soon too. Right. Ohio State, same thing with Michigan State. You're going to get your chance. You beat Penn State last week. You play Michigan State, and you play Michigan. So there's your chance for you to get up into the top four with one loss. Alabama, there's no – you can't say Alabama's not one of the top four teams in the country because they they are one of the top four teams in the country. The logic that they came out with as to why they put them at two made no sense. It was, oh, they had a tough – they had a – what did they use to describe it? It was a – um, like a a qualified loss to an SEC team or on the road or something. Like they phrase it in a, they phrase it in a yeah they phrase it in a way, and I'm like, yo, a loss is a loss. It's not yes. a uh-huh. it's not a qualifying loss. Like you lost. Yeah, that's a good what loss. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good loss. loss. Like mm-hmm. that's what the one I. Cincinnati fan because game day was from Cincinnati. He had a sign saying, so if we lose, we could be number uh, two in the country, right? <laughs> I just think, you know, um, it will shake out over the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks, right? I think the, the big takeaway that I took looking at, and this this committee for whatever this year, it's there's eight new committee members on the board. And looking at this first, first rankings from 25 to one and Pitt sits at 25. So if Pitt wins out, Pitt pitted last week, they did what they did. They gave up freaking 21 (laughs) points in the first 10 plays of the game. Like people who can talk about the safety call all they want and they got screwed. Oh yeah. No, no, they gave up 38 points. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You lost. You show, you failed to show up at a time when you needed to show up. You, you did a pit. So you come in at 25, which is great. You, you win out, you're in the ACC championship game, you win that championship game, you can you're potentially a have a, a New Year's Six Bowl, right? But if you look throughout the top 25, 
head to heads matter to this committee. Yes. So did. you saw you saw teams being ranked in front of other teams that they beat head to head, even though the other teams had less losses than those teams. Mm-hmm. Just Mississippi like Oregon, did, just like Oregon and Ohio State. Oregon and Ohio Oregon. State, same yeah. record, but the head to head count. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's. I mean, not that that's a. That is a good thing because in in the past, head to head wasn't viewed so much. Uh-uh. No, it, it wasn't. It didn't matter. We we saw that time and time again. Um, so yeah, there there's that scenario. Like I said, this it'll all shake out. Um, look, I, we're on Alabama and Georgia. They both went out. They play each other in the SEC championship game. If Georgia beats Alabama, Alabama's out. They're not in the top four. Yes. Although Joey Galloway seems to think that they may still stay in as a two-loss team. We'll have to see whatever everybody else does. Unless everybody's a two-loss team. No, because he's homer for for Ohio State. Yeah. (laughs) but if Ohio State's number two in the country. Get the hell out of here. If Alabama beats Georgia, then to me you have two SEC teams in the playoffs because Georgia would have – ran through the SEC undefeated, and they only lost to Alabama. So you're not going to drop them out of the top four just because they lost to Alabama in, in the championship game. So you would have two SEC teams in the final four. Um, but, yeah, it'll all shake out, uh, you know, coming down the stretch here. It'll it'll lead to some interesting conversations as the rankings come out each week from now till the end of the season based off of the, the games and, and where people are at. Cincinnati, for me, though, for them to get into the top four, they're going to need Oregon to lose again. They're going to need Ohio State to lose again. And they're going to have to blow people out the rest of the year. And as, as unfair as that is, because I would love to see the, the underdog get in for, for a shot, um, it just is what it is when you look at, like, strength of schedule and everything else. like, And potentially they may not have a chance to pick up another ranked win throughout the rest of their season unless, you know, Louisiana gets ranked again or SMU gets ranked again here, um, which neither one of those two teams were ranked at the, at the first, the first, um, you know, the first edition of the rankings. It's just going to be hard for them. Like, they, they, I mean, they can only do what they can do. So you got to go out there. They just gotta, yeah, yeah, they just got to beat the teams on their schedule and hope yeah, and Notre hope Dame is still winning. Yeah, you hope Notre Dame wins out, and then you know there are some teams behind them too that they got to worry about that'll leapfrog them. You know, mm-hmm. Oklahoma's back there, Michigan's back there, so like you have teams like that that'll that have the potential to leapfrog. I think the the Big Ten and SEC just bias in this top twenty five rankings was evident. Um, Wisconsin ranked like they have three losses. I think Mississippi State was ranked in the teens and they have three losses. Like <laughs> that sounds typical. It, it, it really does. But like if I said, they do what they do if they blow out all the teams and they win every single game and those teams topple like above them, they topple and they still don't get into the playoffs. If they still don't get in, I think there might be an uprising. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I really do think. So that's that. Um, I don't. I'm not sure if there's any real big time matchups today. I know Alabama plays LSU, but LSU stinks this year, so that's not really a marquee game like it usually is. Um, it's just a, it's just a blah, a bland conference yeah. day. Um, we had hockey this week. Penguins news. They had COVID run rampant through their organization. Um, 
bunch of people out, and yet they managed to pick up a win the other night. Chris, uh-huh. thoughts on that? Gutty performance there, getting a shootout overtime win? It's what they're doing. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's my worry about this season is how much we're going to go back into overtime and – and shootouts this season with them. But. Yeah, it's going to be hard. The, the as early as it is in the season, the division look like it's it's just about a, a loss unless they can go on a super hot streak. Yeah. Um. So now you're looking at how can we manage to to accumulate enough points to get us to to be in the the top eight. Realistically, is where they're at. Me and Don have talked about this numerous times, and I think we may have even brought it up once on the show. I wish hockey would go to a shorter season. You know, that lockout year a few years back, whenever they just did January to, to June, like that was a good season. Like it almost made you want to watch it because you knew it was the chase for the cup. Mm-hmm. All sports needs to. Yeah. yeah. Because you know that you only have so like so little time to do anything. Mm-hmm. It was like the big sprint. So everybody. I mean, last, yeah. Last year. Years. Yeah. Last year, baseball played the, the 60 game sprint and then went into the, into the playoffs. Um, you know, they had Dansby Swanson on Pat McAfee's show, and he's like, we pay, we play 162 games in 180 days. So it's damn near almost a game per day mm-hmm. in a six-month period. So, like – Baseball need to cut down. You can shorten that down. You know, they, do. they won't I mean, ever do it. The, the, yeah. we, we all know why they won't change <laughs> length of schedules in any sport. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think, I think it can make it for a more exciting, more exciting uh, season for sure. Absolutely. And if, NFL wise, like I said, we touched on Rodgers. Um, you know, he he's out this week. Uh, Steelers got a big win against the Browns last weekend. Went in there, shut the dog pound down. That fake the Browns. Terrible. The Browns are the Browns. Yeah, I, it was <laughs> it was a bad call. Um, you know, I don't I don't see why you got to go. For the mm. shock and awe there, just kick it, take the points, given the situation. However, they missed the call on yeah. the fake field goal. Yeah. They missed the they missed the helmet to helmet. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So Boswell's not a kicker there. He's a he's a passer. He's a quarterback. He's essentially a quarterback. <laughs> so you need to call the helmet to helmet. But and I mean, hey, you gotta win. You're four and three. You should beat Chicago Monday night, and then you should beat Detroit the following week. So you should be six and three going into this the ruthless schedule they have down the stretch where they play Baltimore twice, Cleveland, Cincinnati again, Kansas City, Tennessee um, to wrap out the regular season, I believe. So that's going to be just a brutal stretch for the Steelers. And most of those games are away, too. Uh-huh. I think they and only the have one. Chargers. And the Chargers. I think, they, I think they only have one home game down the stretch. This so. game showed me the difference between kickers and punters. What do you mean? The fact, a, the fact that a punter can't kick off is crazy to me. Like, no, it's not a routine. I mean, no, it's not. I mean, he was a punter, punter. He's a punter, punter. <laughs> no, it's not. Crazy and, to me. and somebody, and, and I, I played soccer, I played football, I played rugby, and I punted and kicked kicked off in football and in football, and I and I kicked in rugby and I playing soccer. So, like, I was able to do both. Yeah. Right. But Pat Pat McAfee broke this down really good when he talked about it on his show on, on Monday. He said it's a it's the same as, as a ba- it's a baseball swing versus uh, a golf swing. 
Yeah. So like if you don't if you don't grow up doing both, if you only specialize in one, it's really hard to do the other because the swing is completely different. But he was a punter and kickoff, right? Yeah, he 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 did kicking and punting, but he also played soccer and everything else. So like mm-hmm. if you grow up playing soccer and that, you could you so could work could into do you could work into doing football. both. Yeah. Okay. He was a he was a he was a kicker in college. Okay. But he got drafted to punt in the NFL. But even whenever he got drafted, he's like, I didn't know how to punt. Like I had to learn how to punt. Mm-hmm. But he was able to do it because he played soccer and that. So like he was able to adjust. But if you just strictly punt or mm-hmm. you just strictly kick off to do the other is is really difficult because it's a completely different type of swing. You're using different muscles, like the whole nine yards. So the fact that Presley Hunter, God love him, 250-pound, 60-pound punter, chubby guys around the world, uh, rock your number six Steeler jerseys. Um, yeah, that I could see why, you know, Derek Watt was their emergency kicker. <laughs> the fullback we never use. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. We like they can't have a letdown these next two games. No. no, no, they definitely can't. And you know how the Steelers are whenever they play down the competition, like teams with terrible records. You always know. I don't feel I I don't feel so much that way Monday night because the Steelers on Monday night, especially oh. Monday night at home, their their record Monday nights at home is insane. I think they've only lost like two or three Monday night games at home over the course that's, of their existence. That's There's a Detroit quarterback game. coming. Uh, that Detroit game scares me. I'm sorry. It, it does. So we'll, we'll see. But they should be six and three going down the home stretch. So you have eight games left, and you see where, you, where you're at after that time. Um, but, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I know a lot of us will be tired going into work Tuesday morning um, from that standpoint. Anything else from sports to get into? OBJ and uh, Deshaun Jackson are on the market. Yep, the Browns officially waived OBJ. Um, Did anybody watch that video by his dad? His dad didn't do that video. I didn't watch the whole thing, but just like the first two minutes, I was crying. said he did it. (laughs) His dad ain't ain't put that video together. (laughs) He said he did it. He showed like two missed passes and everybody hurts kicks in. That was just... (laughs) I didn't watch it. You talk about a promo. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, you know, so I don't think anybody's going to pick him up on waivers because if they pick him up on waivers, they'd have to owe him the remaining part of his salary for the year. And and a lot of there's only, I want to say, maybe six or seven teams that have like over five or six million in cap space right now. So I think he'll clear waivers and then he can sign with wherever he wants to go and essentially double dip. The Browns will continue to pay him and then he'll sign a, you know, a vet men deal somewhere else. Um, so he'll get paid, you know, twice for the remainder of the year. Um, it just wasn't a fit in Cleveland. You know, it wasn't. So for whatever reason, if you look statistically, Baker has better stats when OBJ's not in the lineup. Which I mean, that's kind of hard to believe, but everything is up. Completion percentage is up, touchdown interception percentage is up. I mean, yards per attempt is up, like everything is up. So we'll we'll see there. But yeah. I don't know where he signs with or who he signs with. Um Vaughn Miller was out there tagging him on social media, like, come to the Rams and chase this ring. 
It's like, yo, the Rams don't need to sign OBJ. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just let Jackson go. <laughs> same receiver. <laughs> same receiver, just taller. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's it. I don't have nothing else for sports. Um, we we did enough heavy talk this week, so I won't I won't touch what Marcellus Wiley said about Calvin Ridley and his piss poor take on mental health and and that. If you're if, if, if you're you know, there, go go watch the clip if you want to see what he said. But to me, it was the it was probably the worst take on mental health I've I've heard somebody say. And as as a former professional football player, to say what he said, it's just makes no sense and kind of gets me hot but i'm not going to go into it because we we've talked having heavily heavily about other stuff this week so um usman covington tonight right yes i was about to say usman covington tonight um hope usman break his jaw again (laughs) can't stand covington yeah usman covington uh rose rose and um Rosa and I forget who else is fighting on the under the the co-main event for the women, and then uh, you also have Gaethje and Chandler. So three really big time fights there to headline this card. I watched the UFC last week, two sixty seven, hell of a show. Um, the, the fact that I got to watch that for free on ESPN Plus was was amazing because that was just top to bottom from prelims to main event was tremendous. Uh, Glover Teixeira becoming. Light heavyweight champion at 42, the second oldest champion in UFC history, only behind Randy Couture. Um, and doing it seven years after his first title shot was just a hell of a story. Um, so, Dude, yeah. Go back and watch that on demand. Really good. Uh-huh. Really good show. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Anything else for sports? Uh-huh. All right, let's get into it. Roll renowned, roll famous. One got to go. I thought that was Donald's line now. <laughs> all right Hi, last Chris, week we did the, the halloween what was it halloween traditions uh so we'll be talking about uh the polls that we ran this week between Don and myself and pumpkin patch and apple picking gotta go wow okay i don't agree with that <laughs> but that was a good one last week to, yeah. for Halloween. So we'll get into this week. Steve, this is actually kind of tying on one that you did a few weeks back. Uh, you had done uh, one gotta go game shows. And in that episode, you said we, we were talking about some of the hosts, and you said this is just about the game shows, not the hosts. So here's one just on game show hosts. So we got Alex Trebek, Bob Barker, Pat Sajak, and Richard Dawson. You put Richard Dawson up there, like people are going to know who Richard Dawson is. You should have put Steve Harvey up there. The list is wrong to begin with. <laughs> you screwed up the like list to begin with, dude. Steve Harvey's the host now, but I think when you think of Family Feud, we think of Richard Dawson. Everybody and their mother's going to vote Richard Dawson because nobody knows who he is. And if Richard Dawson was around in this cancel culture, he'd have been gone because all, yeah, oh, that's what all, the, lip, doing. all the lip smacking he was doing on that show. I mean, Alex Trebek's not around now. You had to put him on because he was the host of Jeopardy. For but so everybody long. knows Ooh. Alex Trebek yeah. because Richard Dawson got to go out of these three. <laughs> And I'm not just saying that because nobody's going to know who he is. But people may not know who Bob Barker is either because of how long he's 
he he's been he's been gone. Um, you know, Drew Carey's had that gig for a while there, but yeah, no, out of these four, if you just look at yeah, Richard Dawson got to go. Trebek is Trebek. He's the you know he's all time great. Bob Barker, you know, get your pet spayed and neutered was the classic line at the end of each show. Pat Sajak's still doing it. Um, I don't know what type of skin regimen he's on or whatever, but like. <laughs> My man is up there in age and still looks like he's 40 years old. Um, yeah, Richard Dawson got to go with all your smoochy, smoochy, handsy, handsy stuff you did. He wasn't so, even that entertaining on the show. Oh, bullshit. He wasn't. Steve Harvey should have been on here. Back then? I, if, I had, if I had a marker, I'd oh, scratch oh, off Richard Dawson and I'd write in Steve Harvey in, in, in blue ink. And then guess who's going? Steve Harvey. <laughs> well so uh man. one richard dawson was in the greatest movie ever the running man so he's not going anywhere he's the first to stay <laughs> uh nobody knows nobody's gonna know who that movie is I either know dawson is nobody knows the running man but me nobody knows richard dawson <laughs> but it is a great 80s movie though that's classic <laughs> uh alex trebek has to stay. Bob Barker, even though he uh, carry proved he's replaceable, he has to stay. Um, I'm more in Will of, uh, Will of Fortune for Vanna White, so Pat Sajak can go. <laughs> to me, Van is more iconic. I'm with Jason. Uh, on, on Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson got to stay. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta stay. <laughs> he is the family feud. Sorry, but he is. Yeah. Uh Bob Barker gotta stay just because uh I love his putting skills during a putt putt thing. <laughs> Only man who could do it. Pat Sajak, I'm not into Will of Fortune like that, but I'm I don't mind Pat Sajak. Alex Trebek was just the host on Jeopardy, and I'm more for Jeopardy as the game, not the host. Alex Trebek gotta go. No, that's gonna that's that's the wrong answer. Bring that's the heat, I don't give a, bring the heat. I don't give a fuck. I'll show back that again. New shirt. Uh yeah. So for me, kind of what Jason was saying, just like I'll just skip over it. Pat Say I love Wheel of Fortune, but Pat Sajak to me just doesn't define the game where Alex Trebek, Bob Barker, and Richard Dawson kind of defined those game shows when they hosted them. So Pat Sajak can go for me. No shade but... You guys are crazy. Sajak's the only one still doing the gig. He's outlasted everybody on the list. But if he left tomorrow, would you be like, oh... Yeah, I would. I wouldn't watch Will of Fortune again because you can't replace Pat Sajak. Just like I haven't watched Jeopardy since Trebek left. Did you watch just the like it? It just great. like I stopped just like I stopped watching CSI when Gil Grissom left, although he came back on CSI Vegas and that show is really good. Like any one of those characters you take off of you take off of a show, you're not gonna watch it anymore. It's not a show. I still watch Family Feud, even though Richard freaking Dawson is not hosting it. Al Borland was a better host than Richard Dawson. Senior hate to that man. <laughs> You just didn't watch Family Feud, apparently, when Richard Dawson hosted. Richard Dawson did nothing but kiss women and... And and, and it was and great for the time and era. Still gross. Good on Match Game, good on Family Feud. 
Watch Game Show Network every now and then. Kissing black and on lips on live TV in this chat. <laughs> Brilliant. Listen, as this man is breaking barriers. And, 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 and fucking Dawson. <laughs> no, as 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 a guy that, as a guy that's in an interracial in marriage, I don't throw Richard Dawson as one of the people that I thank for letting <laughs> for letting me have the ability to marry my wife. Okay, <laughs> Richard. Dawson, <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> I don't got nothing else to say. I'm right, you guys are wrong, and that, that's it. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning to episode of 61. Before we send things home, just a couple things to go over. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you get notifications when we go live every time. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DumbMarksPOD. Don't forget our audio-only edition of the show is available on demand on all your favorite podcast platforms. And support the show by telling a friend and also purchasing our official merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash DumbMarksPod. Uh, before we send things home... Jason, I got some, I got some uh, something to beef with you on real quick. Last week in, in Smasher Trash, I sent you a list of things to go over, and I did not give the thumbs up on the candy canes. No, and you said they were Chris approved. <laughs> 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 I do not want a sour cream onion, a sardine, or whatever the other one was for candy canes. <laughs> so no. I do not want those. Can't go back and edit that now, but just want to set the record straight on that one. <laughs> I just had hey, uh, I just had one game and think uh Call of Duty Vanguard came out yesterday. And from what I heard from people, it's a 300 gig update <laughs> that included Warzone and all their stuff. I was like, power to you people for doing 300 gigs off of a system for one game. That's ridiculous. And you probably still gotta upload the last game. <laughs> Right, two terabyte systems coming soon. <laughs> Couple quick hitters for me. Final thoughts: um, the Rogers interview on Pat McAfee's show. It had seventy-two thousand people tune in for that on YouTube for his show for that for just for that interview alone, which is insane. Um, New Japan has power struggle tonight. Um, the big matchup on that is Okada versus Tomatonga. They've been having a really good back and forth throughout the G1, so that's a that's a good match to tune in for tonight. Um, see here, IWC they have their winner takes all show tonight as well. Um, Palace versus Bulk, Bear Country versus Money Shot, and Money Shot may be the greatest tag team name ever. Um, <laughs> Dillinger versus Carter, Knox and Dupree versus Pollock and Argos. So that's on. You can watch that on Fight TV um, if you're interested in, in IWC locally. Uh, Jamie Hader versus Anna J had 915,000 viewers and 408,000 in the 18 to 49 demographic on Dynamite this week, um, which was the peak for the show. So there you go, Jay. Um, another reason why the TBS tournament has been better than the Queen's Crown. Um, on Dynamite? Yes. That was your best thing on Dynamite? 
that had them that that the was the most Dynamite? viewed. The most yeah. viewed on Dynamite, your flagship show. Not your champion. Tournament versus tournament. Not your TNT. Okay. <laughs> TBS tournament better than Queen's Crown tournament. <laughs> AEW announced. AEW announced that they'll continue. So the week after uh, Anna J post skimpy pictures. <laughs> AEW announced that it's renewing its partnership with Johan Promotions to host Full Gear event live in theaters again um, on Saturday. So participating theaters include Cinemark, AMC, Regal, Harkins, IPIC, Imagine Entertainment, and others. Um, I saw that around here. It's $25 a person. Yeah. John Moxley's book came out. Um entitled Mox. I've, I've heard good things about the book itself. Um, hopefully hey, Kevin, he gets... Done. I like you, man. Hopefully he gets himself yeah. right. Um, you know, he checked into rehab this week. Um, so thoughts and prayers go out to him and Renee and everything. Hopefully he gets himself right there. Um, there's that. And then uh, just real quick, some TV entertainment stuff that I had. Now, before you get into that, one more wrestling thing. Uh if you guys saw the dark side of the ring a couple weeks ago about XPW, uh, XPW's doing their pay-per-view rebirth tomorrow on Fight TV. Wow. Okay. I, I don't know how I feel about that. But. Yeah. Um, rumor is that Jim Carrey has signed on to play MODOK, villain in MCU. Um, so there's that. Sofia Vergara signed up to portray Griselda Blanco in Netflix series. Um, so for those of you that follow up on your uh, drug kingpins, um, you know you you should all know who Griselda Blanco is. Sofia Vergara playing her. Um, um, we'll see. Maybe a stretch, and not because Sofia Vergara can't act. I'm just talking from a from a looks wise. Sofia Vergara is. <laughs> Way above where Griselda Blanco actually was. So, so I see that's we'll see. coming from the people that made Narcos. I believe so. Yes, which I love Narcos. One of one of the best series that I watched. Um, love Narcos. There, uh, Norman Reedus, Sean, Pla- Sean Sean Patrick Flannery, and the director all signed on to the Boondock Saints three. Um, so that'll be in the works. I, I enjoyed yeah, the. Yeah, there was a two. Um, Really good there, so I'm happy for that. Um, Biggie's Ready to Die album has been on the billboards. It's been on the billboard charts. It's the oldest album on the billboard charts. It's continued to stay in the top 200 for the past 27 years. Wow. Impressive. So yeah, shout out there. And then uh, lastly, final thoughts-wise on a, on a local tie-in, the Triangle Bar and Grill in Swissville that we all grew up with and loved um, receive the best hoagie in Pittsburgh by the Pittsburgh city paper for 2021. So shout out to Tom Crombie and the boys. There was a write up there. Um, and that's how much their hoagies cost now. 2021. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> This guy, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, all right, let me see if I if I had anything else here. Um, I don't think I had anything else. Anybody else? 
No. Uh, ladies, I do drive. I do pay, and I don't bring roses. <laughs> Tremendous. Why can't? That's that's hilarious. <laughs> Just leave it off. As that. <laughs> Jason does not run the Dumb Marks Pod uh, Twitter account, but you can hit him up in the DMs. No. Nope. <laughs> I say, follow me, Ad, and you just cut me off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, with that being said, um, leaving leave leave off the show, close the show with the quote of the week. Here, Um, I had a couple this week. Not really sure. Oh, one more thing before I forget to go. Shout out to Steve Breston and the Steve Breston Foundation. They had their uh, their ribbon cutting ceremony for the park that they built in the North Braddock community. Um, so kudos to you guys right down the street from Jason there. Um, you know, shout out to him. Uh, obviously, you know, a really good man, individual. Um, family's awesome. I've known him since I was in like fourth grade. Tremendous. Um, giving back to the community like he always does. Doesn't do it for the recognition or the parks. Just gives back because he wants to give back. And and really good to see that the people out there still doing stuff to to help bring safe places for the kids in our communities to to go and interact and have fun and enjoy themselves. Um, so yeah, kudos to them there. So I've lived shout here out. 30, 38 years. This is the first time we had a park. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> all right, so with that being said, I'll go ahead and read this week's quote of the week to finish up the show. It says, finish each day and be done with it. You have done what you could. Some blunders and absurdities, no doubt, crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day. So I'll walk out of work. <laughs> and with that being said, Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. We appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Hit, you up, hit us up on social media. And until next time, I'm a Mark, you're a Mark, tell a Mark, and y'all can catch us around the way. <laughs>